Hello, I'm Elaine Powell and welcome to the Mind Speak podcast, where we talk all things storytelling, presenting and the business of speaking. Now today, trust me, you are in for such a treat because I met Marcus Black on Clubhouse and whenever Marcus speaks, it is a drop the mic moment. And today he's going to be sharing with you how you can amplify what you were born to do in the world with passion, power and authenticity. Now, Marcus is a true product of the Southern hospitality of the Deep South in America. He's a best-selling author, speaker, podcast host, and a creative storyteller who's dedicated to spreading his message of love, hope, and positivity in the world. So buckle yourself in and get ready to be flying high after this episode. Elaine Powell here, keynote speaker, TEDx organizer, and a public speaking and TEDx coach. And you're listening to the Mind Speak podcast, where inspiring entrepreneurs share their stories, tips, and strategies so that you can confidently share your voice, message, and story for income and impact. So if you could just pause the podcast, take 30 seconds to hit the subscribe button. That would be much appreciated. Now let's dive in. Is that as you listen to this interview, that you start to see that you have a story to tell. And, you know, one of the reasons I'm so excited to interview you, Marcus, is that, you know, I always say, a brand story is helping people to show this is why I do what I do. And you take them through a journey of the ups and the downs, and it's an emotional journey, but there's always triumph. There's always healing. There's always something that the listener, your ideal audience is listening for, and they go, wow, if they can do that, I can too. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. So you ready? I'm ready. So look, the question will be, Marcus, how did you do, how did you get to do what you're doing right now? The floor is yours. <laughs> Thank you very story. much. I know. I'm excited. It, it's uh, it's definitely been quite the journey and not one without its fair share of ups, downs, valley lows, chaotic moments, trauma. But before I really get started diving into that part of the story, I have a question for you all listening. I want you to go here in your mind. And what I want you to do is think about your goals and your dreams. And the question I have for you is, are you giving your all to chasing them? Are you giving your all to maximizing your potential to go after what you really want in this life? And if the question, the answer to that question is no, then my next question is why not? And I know the answer to that question for me, because for a very long time, I didn't. I didn't show up with my full gift. I didn't go for everything I wanted. I didn't pursue with my full passion and purpose, the things that I want in this life. And that's because I was crippled by fear. And fear came in many forms. I grew up in a home in Mississippi where there was there was a lot of struggle. If you don't know much about the deep south in, in the United States, it's still kind of riddled and ravaged from years ago when you get into like the Civil War and all of that. So it's many of the poorest states in our union are in the south. So we're fighting poverty and all these things. And 
So my family was fighting that. My parents did the best they could. They fought. But even with that, it was just always a struggle. And that led my dad to try to go down the road to try to fill some voids that he had in his life. And he tried to fill them with alcohol, gambling, anything you could think. But, you know, as well as I, if you try to fill a hole in your soul with toxic habits, it leads to destruction. So I have many memories of that from my childhood. And I share this because I know that you have somebody in your family that's struggling, too. Maybe it's you who's struggling. And I want you to know that if you're ever trying to fill that void that's in your soul, that hole you have with something that's toxic, that's only going to lead to destruction. That is a recipe for disaster in your life. And I want you to think bigger and beyond that, because I'm going to take you on a journey to show you how you can overcome. And it's a few perspectives that you have to have. But before I get into all of that, I remember at age nine, this is when everything kind of kicked off in my life. I had an experience and I was visited by a monster. But I'm not talking about the kind that live under beds or hide out in closets. I'm talking about a real life monster that affects more people than almost any other sickness or disease in this world. And that monster is anxiety. And I had a crippling anxiety attack. And it was over the thought that one day I'm going to die. Many times my life already felt like it. And so I just imagine myself being sucked into a vacuum and everything going black, me going into a box and being buried alive. My breath was gone. And that was like a crippling moment for me. And I remember finally coming out of that hyperventilating and my mom asking, what is wrong? Are you okay?" And I'm just like, I'm not okay." And I know if you've ever experienced anxiety or panic attacks, you know what it feels like. And you know that you're not okay after that. So I finally get over that moment. And I wish I could tell you that that was the last time that I would have a visit from this monster. However, unfortunately, it was a recurring nightmare that would visit me again and again and again and haunt my dreams at night. Every night, this was a monster. And so I go on, I'm struggling, I'm fighting, I'm trying to find my way in this life. And I remember at the young age of 18 is when the next moment happened, a significant moment in my life. And so I'm going through just navigating. I'm trying to figure it out. But I told you I was crippled because from that first anxiety attack, I was crippled by fear. What I did was I catered my life to this fear. I was the safest kid ever. I'm not doing anything. I'm not taking a risk. I don't even want to ride a bike. Nope. I'm good. I'm not going outside. I don't want to go to the lake. I don't want to go to the pool. I don't want to ride a roller coaster, go to a theme park, amusement park. I'm good. I don't want none of it because those things equated to danger. I'm not flying on an airplane, which means I would never get to meet you guys at the time because I'm like, nope, I'm good. But I really wasn't good. I wasn't living. And so at age 18, I'm living my life this way. And I remember this night like it was yesterday on a routine evening. Friends of mine and I are in this car just driving home in the evening. Imagine it's nighttime. You're sitting in a car. You're kind of dozing off, which is okay because I wasn't driving. So I can go to sleep in the car. And I remember just hearing the loudest explosion that I ever heard in my life. And so this explosion happened. And when it happened... I remember opening my eyes to ask my friend, like, what's happening? He's screaming. The car's jumping. It's shaking. And we fly off a highway. 75 miles per hour, which where you are, I think that's like 110 km, if you can imagine. And we fly off the highway at this speed, nearing a bridge in a huge ditch. We're going down 
cars spinning around. We're knocking down trees. Glass is smacking me in my face. Trees smacking me in my face before we finally hit a massive tree and it crushed the car. We were accordioned in and squashed like sardines. And I remember sitting in that moment being afraid to open my eyes, crippled with fear because I had just lost a very, very, very close friend to a car accident, not two years prior. And all I could think is in this moment that I am about to die. My worst fear came true. I am about to die without having ever lived. And my question to you today, if you listen to the sound of my voice, is are you going to die without having ever lived? And I'm asking you this question because you have something in your heart that you desire. You have something that you want, but for whatever reason, maybe it was abuse. Maybe it was chaos. Maybe something happened in your life, something significant. Maybe it was bullying. Maybe somebody took advantage of you. Maybe all the different things that can happen, but those things cause you to walk in fear. And when you walk in fear and you live your life accordingly, it's like you live in a self-imposed prison. Like you're just sitting in a cage and you refuse to walk out because of the potential dangers. But what I learned is that you can only control what you can control. You cannot control anything else that happens around you. All you can control is how you respond to it. And that's the power you have. And you give that power away when you allow fear to control your life. So what happened in that moment, it was, it was a wake-up call for me. That, yes, yeah, spoiler alert, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, I'm still here. I didn't die. But the, the, the light bulb moment or the magic that happened was I realized that not only am I still here, I'm here for a reason. And I don't have time to waste letting fear dictate and control my life. Because the more time and seconds I spend sitting in a box, I would have never met you. I would have never traveled the world. I would never made many of my dreams come true because I was crippled by this debilitating fear. And here's the reality. What if? Like, I don't have any control over that. But I know that in this life, you're going to miss 100% of the shots that you do not take. That's a quote from basketball that we have here. But I know you guys have football. So they still have to shoot in order to get a goal, but they're never going to get a goal if they never shoot. So what I'm telling you is you have to start to believe and show up for yourself. So what happened after that? I have this aha moment, this awakening, so to speak, but it didn't shift overnight. Then I started having these questions like, man, well, why? Why am I still here? Why did I lose? Why did my friend lose his life at 15 years old? He didn't even get to experience life, but I'm here. Why did I go through that pain? Why did I go through that struggle? Why, why, why? And then we do that so often. We don't realize that you give your power away. What I, the revelation that I received is that I was asking the wrong question. The question was never, why are you here? It was what, what are you here for? The question was never, why did I go through pain or abuse or trauma or adversity? It was, what did you go through it for? Because when you take those experiences and you start to give meaning to them and you start to turn that pain into power and share the story so that you can impact somebody else, 
Then you help them walk in purpose and you walk in purpose. And that's what I learned. And that is what I started doing. But it still was like, okay, all right, I got it. What am I here for? I got to take that and do something with it so that I inspire other people and help make their lives better. So I started doing that. But this is a revelation that I just got last week because I was like, I spent after that, you would think it happened overnight, but it didn't. There was 10 years that I felt like I was in the wilderness, just kind of lost. Like, man, I'm going from job to job. I'm getting let go of jobs. I'm in young adulthood. I'm struggling. I'm trying to help people. I'm pouring my heart and soul into helping people, but things just aren't aligning. Doors aren't opening. And I'm thinking like, man, what am I doing wrong? I'm I'm just not meant to have success. How, how many times do we have these toxic thoughts that we pull ourselves down. I know you do it. We all do. We've all been victim of it. But I remember turning 30, which is still young. But when that happened from 20 to 30, I was like wandering in the wilderness. But when I turned 30, I was like, man, I don't have time. I do not have. I already learned this lesson long ago. I don't have time to waste worrying about who thinks what about me, worrying about who likes the way I communicate, worrying about what they think or what they say or who they think I can be in this life. I don't have time and neither do you. Because I'll tell you something about they. We start worrying so much about they. Who is they? What makes them more valuable than you? They didn't give you your purpose and they can't take it away from you unless you allow them. So you got to learn to walk in. And so that's what I started doing. Like, I don't care. I'm just, this is me being me, hated or love it. And that was what I started giving to the world. So then I started reaching out. I started reaching out to mentors. I started pouring resources. Instead of pouring resources into brands and spending money on all these things and materials that I don't need, I started pouring them into myself and building a logo and building a website and pouring into the things that I wanted to do for me. And when I started doing that, doors started opening. Opportunity started happening. Speaking engagement started happening. And people were like, man, you really have a gift. I didn't believe it, but I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to, I just want to help people. Because I heard one person define the word hope as helping at least one person every day. And that's what I wanted to do. So I, I was in an interview literally like last week. And this lady said, <laughs> she said, man, you had a really tough beginning. She said, that was a lot to go through. I said, yeah, it really was. She said, but I look at you now and you are walking in such a divine purpose and calling. You're helping so many people. You're doing so many great things. You're connecting with people all over the world. I said, yeah, that's true. I am. It's a beautiful thing. She said, but if you were here and now you're here, she was like, what about the middle? What's in the gap? (laughs) That's what she said. And I, I almost threw something. I got so excited. Because in that moment, I realized and I said it before I knew it, the magic is in the middle. Because I told you, I felt like for 10 years of my life, I was in the wilderness. But what I didn't realize is that while I was in the wilderness, that I was putting on a new tool belt and getting tools that I would need to do what I'm doing today. I told her, I said, look, I learned how to hunt in the wilderness. I learned how to fish in the wilderness. I learned how to survive and thrive in the wilderness. Metaphorically speaking, what I'm saying to you is everything I'm doing today was developed in that season where I felt like I was lost. So if you feel like you're in the middle of a season and you feel like it's not quite, you're not quite where you want to be. You're not quite where you're going to be. You're definitely not where you used to be, but you just feel like things aren't working out. 
and you feel like you can't get your footing and you feel like you're roaming and maybe there's no purpose. Maybe you're not meant to achieve your dream in this life. I'm telling you, the magic is in the middle. Where you are, lean in, press into it, learn because you're getting sharpened right now. You're going to come out of the other side of this season with a whole new tool belt filled with tools to be able to navigate your journey so that you can help somebody else succeed. So the last thing I'll share with you is this. When you accept all of this and you look at where I am, you look at what I'm doing and I hear so many people who compare themselves to me and like, oh man, I can, but I can't do it like that. I did that. I played that game for a long time and it it kept me from stepping into what I'm supposed to do because I was looking at all these other people and how great they communicate. And all I was doing was putting a lid on myself and my own potential. The moment I stopped comparing myself to other people is the moment I started truly walking in my gift. And that's how you see what you see today. I didn't always communicate this way. The first time I did, it was scary to me because I never seen that type of passion come from me. But that's how you know I believe what I'm saying with my whole heart. And so what am I telling you? If you're listening to the sound of my voice, the magic isn't being like Elaine. The magic for you isn't being like me. It's not being like any person that you look up to. The real magic in life is in the middle. It's inside of you. Because the greatest gift you have to offer this world is to be 100% authentically you. We hear so many people talk about imposter syndrome. There's no such thing as an imposter. Every human being is one of one. That means there's not another soul like you in the entire universe. You know how big the universe is? There's not another like you. And so while you make the mistake of looking at them and saying, man, I'm not like them. I wish I could communicate like them. I wish I had the impact they have. And you play this game where you're tormenting and you're tearing yourself down. Well, I want you to know you're never going to be them. So stop. But they're never going to be you. You don't have what they have, but they don't have what you have. And when you stop focusing on what they have and focus on what you have and realize all you have is all you need and walk in your own greatness, that's when you have the power to change the world. So I'm communicating with everything inside of me. Every single day, you got to make the choice to choose you. You got to make the choice to choose happy. Happiness is an inside job. It doesn't come from external validation. You'll never get it as long as you're looking for it in things and in people. It's inside. It's internal. You got to look inside your own soul. Choose happy every day. You got to choose life every day. You got to choose love every day in all that you do. And remember, never forget that in the entire universe and all its vastness, there's only one you and walk in that greatness walk in that divine purpose walk in the power that is you and go change the world for at least one person why because you can Mm. let me just let me just hold that up marcus 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 wow that's incredible journey you've been on and articulated it in such a 
you're always energized and so full of power. And I know you're channeling it. I know you're channeling it. You're not inside your head. You're just speaking from the heart space. And I think that's why it comes across so authentically, so powerfully and um, just lands on people and it's refreshing and it's uplifting. You're, you're like a, we used to have a suite called the refresher. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, you know, what came came to me when you were speaking, especially as uh, being younger and going through those panic attacks and anxiety and to see where you are, you were there and here you are, you know, from point A to point B. And obviously the stretch is in the middle. That's where the growth is. That's where the journey is. Um, and, you, you, you know, you shed lots of different things that have enabled you, I suspect, to close up that gap as well. Um, and many speakers uh, or aspiring speakers find it really challenging to not only find a story, but to tell the story, you know, they're, they're full of nerves and anxiety. What do you think might be sort of two or three things you can share with them that they can practically start doing now? That's really good. Um, the first thing you got to do is learn to affirm yourself. And that's like practicing affirmations. So this is about to feel so silly, but if you really want to be a speaker, you got to believe deeply that you have a story and that is powerful. Cause the biggest mistake I hear speakers making is they feel like they have something to say and they want to help and they know that they're gifted, but then they watch somebody else and think, Oh my God, I can't do it like them. Or my story isn't like theirs. And then you start questioning your own validity. You start questioning your own power. Don't do that. Don't ever question your story. So what you have to do is walk in the security that their story is theirs and mine is mine and mine is just as powerful. And you got to start saying to yourself every day, I, I love me and everything I've been through because everything I've been through made me who I am today. And my heart's passion is to help at least one person. When you start telling yourself this and plant it in your subconscious, then you walk unapologetically in who you are. And the next thing is be is a famous athlete here in the United States named Marshawn Lynch. We call him beast mode. He always say, you got to be about that action boss and what he means is you got to take the steps like do it a courage is defined not as the absence of fear but it's doing it afraid so even when you have some fear just start talking say that again rewind say that again courage is literally defined not as the absence of fear but it's literally doing it afraid you got to walk literally in the face of your fear and do it anyway. That's the definition of courage. And so be courageous and share your story. Find an audience, any audience, speak for free. I did that a lot to start Me too. so that I could get comfortable with people hearing my voice and get comfortable with sharing my story. And then over time, I learned how to, okay, maybe this part doesn't have to be shared. Maybe this part should be amplified based on their responses. And then you build your story, but the more you do it, the more you grow. And the more you grow, the more you know, and the more you have opportunities to continue to share. So those are the two things that, well, actually you shared three things there. You shared around um, affirmations, like the power of your words is, is really powerful. Um, you shared around uh, stop comparing yourself to others and uh, take the steps, you know, just do it like Nike, just do just it. do it. Something I was going to expand on because I hear it time and time again is that um, I guess it's not accepting like 
something that has been challenging in someone's life and that it, you know, they're in that space of why me, this is not fair. It was a failure. It was a mistake. And they try and negate their history of a jerk part of their jerk. Like, I know I have something to say about that, but I want to hear your take on the challenges that people have gone through and how they perceive it. Like there's another way to perceive it. Go, go for it, Marcus. <laughs> there literally in this life, there is no strength apart from struggle. You look at what makes a human being strong is literally like I used to be a competitive weightlifter. And that was a rigorous process where you like you pump and iron and you literally are tearing your body apart. It hurts. It's painful. There's a reason you go to the gym. You hear these monsters, these huge humans yelling out because it hurts. But what you don't realize is that pain is literally going to lead to a process where the muscles repair and come back bigger, stronger, better so that they can go and do more. That's the same thing for your life. So many times we get caught in the middle of the storm and we think the storm is meant to break us. We think the mountain is a barrier from where we're trying to go when instead the mountain you're given was only meant to take you higher. If you're willing to climb and climbing a mountain is not easy. It's painful. But when you get to the top, you learn something about yourself. You learn you are stronger than you thought you were. You learn that you are resilient. You learn that you have the power to do huge and monumental things. And then you have the revelation that I get to help other people see that, too. So think while you're in the season that this no winter lasts forever. Mm. And this season shall pass. And I'll come out on the other side because every season of adversity you've ever been through in your life, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you got through it and you came out on the other side and you came out better. You came out stronger and wiser, whether you realize it or not. I thought you were going to do the, do you remember the bionic man? He came out better, stronger, faster. (laughs) (laughs) And he was taken apart as well. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, and I always say that the, the growth is in the stretch. So, you know, whether your your woman's going through pregnancy, you know, what comes out of the labor is a beautiful child. But as you said, the breaking down of the muscle, it grows back stronger. Um, And I always, you know, I'm, I'm a big one around language and how language creates our whole reality. So what are you saying to yourself and what do you choose to um, believe? What are we going to say on that? I think you're exactly right. It's everything because now it's scientifically proven that the words you say directly affect your brain in the way that your neurotransmitters fire. So if you're always saying negative things to yourself, you don't even realize you do it. You're like, oh, I suck at this. Oh, I'm terrible. Um, You you just it's I hear it all the time from people and I cut them off and you better not let me hear you doing it. I'm talking to you guys listening because I will cut you off because the words you speak have power life and death lies in the power of the tongue what are you saying how are you that's why i talk so much about affirmation but also just in general speaking kind and positive things about yourself limiting what you allow to come out of your mouth because you become whatever you think right i think therefore i am whatever man or woman thinketh in their heart so are they like it's this concept that whatever you speak you're gonna eventually become so you should basically literally uh, mind your words yeah, versus uh, incredibly powerful in, in so many, and, and mostly the words we say to ourselves. I, I always say that if uh, 
if every time you kind of berated yourself or said something that didn't uplift you, if a little part of your finger would disappear, you would soon <laughs> be very aware of what's actually coming out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and your disappears and your leg disappears. <laughs> I had a friend tell me recently, you got to be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Be a friend to yourself. Because she's like, you you wouldn't say these things to a close friend if you care. Why? Why? Because you care about them and you want the best for them. So if that's the case, if you'll do that for other people, why won't you do it for yourself? Realize you got to be a friend to you and treat yourself the same way you treat others. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard me on Clubhouse share my, one of my favorite poems, which is a really simple poem about your life is your garden. I don't know if I have. Okay. Your life is your garden. Your thoughts are your seeds. If your life isn't awesome, it's because you're watering the weeds. Oh, <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. I love it. You're spending too much time on thoughts that just don't serve you. Like we have the power to change it and change yeah. it and change yeah. it once we become aware of it. So I feel like you, you're like a, uh, a, you have people be aware to be come off autopilot and to be conscious of what they're saying, what they're doing so that they can, you know, be in the, they can, uh, you know, embrace the stretch and, um, you know, be ready for all the things that life has for them. Exactly. So you're, a you're a disruptor, Marcus. So it's funny you say that because I, so I wrote a book called Asleep at the Wheel. And the reason I wrote that book was to be a wake up call to the world, because I feel like so many people are just walking dead, just going through the motions. Exactly what you said, living life on autopilot, just waiting on the next vacation or waiting to die. And I'm like, wake up. You don't have time to sit going through the motions. Your life matters. Your time is valuable. You don't get a do over. Make it count. So everything you said was spot on. That's my whole heart's goal is to go all into the world and shake people up and help them realize the trueness and the uniqueness of themselves and the power they have to go and live the life and build the life that they love living. Yeah. Yeah. We're on, we're, we're on the same mission, just different paths. I, I love working with people on their mindset. I want them to get past themselves, be really powerful internally, win the inner game, mindset game. So once they do that, I, you know, because I train people in speaking, then it's so much easier. It's a different place to uh, present and speak inside of just being a vessel because you are now out of the way. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, I could carry, I know that we could carry on with this subject for a long time, Marcus, <laughs> but <laughs> we only have you for a certain amount of time. So I always... Um, Two questions or three things I just want to end on. First one, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? What advice would you give yourself? Or even maybe pre, you know, prior to being in that car crash for you, wow. what, would, what would be that thing? I think 20 was the perfect age because 20 was the age where I went into the wilderness and I questioned a lot. I questioned myself. I questioned my gifts. I questioned everything, the purpose, the point of it all. And I roamed in this wilderness for 10 years. So I said, what I would tell myself is to trust the process. All the struggles and all the adversities aren't meant to break you. They're preparing you for something that you can't even fathom. If you will just lean in, 
if you'll press in, don't be resistant to that struggle. Lean into it, feel it, embrace it, grow, because I may have been able to get where I was going sooner if I wasn't spending all this time questioning and fighting it and learn the lesson the first time instead of having to keep going through the same uh, issues and problems and obstacles and barriers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and for those listening, uh, if you're, when you're the person who's listening, I want you to kind of just really understand with regards to speaking, it's what we call an on-the-court sport. You're actually going to only learn it as you do it. And the doing, you know, Serena Williams didn't get to where she is right now by giving up. She just swung the ball, uh, you know, adjusted, saw what was missing, put that in place. And I, I think, you know, that trusting that, when you speak it's perfect it's perfect for right there that time that audience and then each time you do it you're going to perfect it and you're going to you know you're going to grow and don't because many of them won't go out speaking because they're scared of getting it wrong and not trusting not trusting that you're in the right place at the right time and you're on the right platform to speak i love what you're saying and i do want to speak to that because i want you guys to know that Every speaker, every time they finish, thinks like 10 things instantly. Oh, I could have said this. Or I forgot that. Man, I meant to say this. But this is what I want you to know. Have you ever been to any engagement, any speaking engagement, any conference, listen to a podcast where you felt like the person was speaking directly to you? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? There were a thousand people listening. But for some reason, every one of those thousand felt like they were speaking directly to them. So what I'm telling you is as the communicator, you have to trust that you are saying exactly what you need to say. And even though you got all these different listeners, each person is going to hear exactly what they need to hear. And one part of what you said is going to touch all of them differently, but it's going to hit them all. You just got to trust that walk in it. Don't worry about what you didn't say and keep moving forward. Yeah. Love that. Or as the Americans say in clubhouse, I keep on hearing. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm adopting the yes. (laughs) That's definitely popular right now. Yeah. I'm very British. I'm like, yes, yes. (laughs) So what's next for you, Marcus? What are you up to next? Oh my gosh. Everything. My world is spinning right now. I'm he said all gas, no breaks. Um, so I'm working on book number two and I got some pretty big partners who are endorsing that. So I'm really excited about that. I've been in the lab. I'm also working on NFT projects. So if you don't know what that is, Google it. It's a non-fungible token. It's in the cryptocurrency space. I'm taking my voice, my custom, making custom motivation messages with music that I'm going to auction off for cryptocurrency. So I'm excited about that. And I'm working on some, you know, there's like, we have a huge app here. You might have it too. It's called Calm, but it's like, it's like meditations and there's voices of like peace. There's like motivation messages. There's sleep messages, bedtime stories. So I'm working on building something like that before myself. So that I'll put out to the world. Deep Marcus Black tones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, nighttime. going on. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, well, I'm really excited to, to follow you on your journey and read your books and uh, so how can people find you keep in touch with you 
the greatest way to connect with me is on Instagram at M Black Speaks with an S. That's the greatest way. But I'm on all socials, TikTok at M Black Speaks, Twitter at M Black Speaks. If you want to hear something like what you heard today, I'm always like literally almost every day on Clubhouse giving those mini keynotes. So it's at M Black Speaks on Clubhouse if you have that as well. Yeah. And send me a message on Instagram. I'll get back to you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so every time I want to say yes, that's coming out. Just my <laughs> default. Yes. It sounds no, natural. <laughs> yeah. Please uh, follow Marcus. It, you know, you are the sugar in my tea. You're you give the the sweetness to anything. You, it's a refreshing for us in England. A cup of tea is very refreshing. So you are that refresher, and I called you that before. So that might be something for you to think about. I know you're a disruptor, but you are a refreshing cup of tea for us here. Thank you. That that means a lot. And I can't wait to get over and meet many of you. So I'm excited. Yeah, you know, there's going to be a little party going on with everyone from Clubhouse, you know, and all the other people as well. So thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you being here. And I love, you know, I love you. I love your story and what you're up to. And I know I'm, I'm not like a blase person around love. I, I truly like love another human being. I don't need thank to know every single thing about you to know and love your spirit. Thank you. I feel the same. The first time I heard you open your mouth, I'm like such wisdom and such grace and such poise and such power, a graceful power. And I love that and you and your heart and what you're doing in the world. So grateful to be connected, my friend. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving your time. And thank you to you listening. Thank you for listening in. And please, Please take action on everything that you've heard today, because then you will see you'll reap the rewards not only in your life, but all the other people that you connect with, you know, your clients, your audience, definitely with your audience um, and, and people just generally who you come into contact with. Uh, so, Marcus Black, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. The pleasure. Any, any last words? I want to leave the last word with you. Any last words to the audience? No, I would just tell you to, man, seize the moment every day. This is just my heart. Nothing planned. Just every single day you wake up, there's a new opportunity to paint a masterpiece, right? Life literally is your canvas. The brush is in your hands. You get the choice what the picture looks like. So build your Picasso. Walk in your rare essence. Do what only you can do. Believe in yourself. Walk in it fully, wholeheartedly, and paint the greatest masterpiece you can with the time you're given. Why? You don't need any other reason than simply because you can. I don't care who tells you you can't. I'm telling you you can. So believe it, own it, walk in it. Fabulous. Thank you, Marcus. Till another time, tune in for our next interview series. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Mind Speak podcast with myself, Elaine Powell, and special guest. I would love for you to share your thoughts around this podcast. Press the subscribe button, scroll down, and give it a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on. That would be much appreciated. So until the next time, keep on amplifying your voice, message, and story. Take care.